We are parents, we are doctors, we are first responders, teachers, and concerned citizens who have found ourselves at a crossroads. We see our freedoms being stripped away and we can no longer stay silent. We are millions strong, united in a thundering voice and imperative mission that cannot and will not be ignored. We are standing up for the basic human right to raise our own children, earn a living, and make our own medical decisions without the tyrannical overreach that has been forced upon us here in California, across the country, and around the world. We are here to amplify the voices, moving the needle, bringing forth truth, and provide education and resources with tangible tools and expert insights. We are The Unity Project, and this is our podcast. So excited today to be joined by Pastor Andrew Billings. Um, He is a guy that, funny enough, I met on an airplane, and I think we spoke for about three hours hours. straight, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And But we spoke for three hours straight, and I feel like we could have spoken for three days straight because there's so much going on, and your story is incredible. And I don't think unique kind of covers it, but um, fasten your seatbelts because (laughs) we're going to cover a lot today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything from what's happening with vaccine mandates to um, the human psychology that's been used to uh, pre-World War II tactics to, um, I think, even maybe touching on you you fleeing out of China at one point, correct? Um, I was in China for (laughs) a couple of weeks, and yes, that was a very disturbing trip i can't talk about why i was there okay um but i can tell you i've been to many many countries Mm -hmm. different parts of the world and that was an area where i felt the most unsafe i'm not a skittish or a flightish type of person i'm Mm -hmm. i can handle myself in many environments and many threat levels but just the way that society had been set up you could feel that there is zero safety. And really Mm -hmm. what Americans and really the Western world do not understand is that we have no concept of what no moral law is. Uh, Right. When you understand what no moral law is intellectually, that's very different than experiencing an environment ruled by no moral law. Well, people here um, will pretend that they do they pretend outrage yeah. over things like a word misused in some way yeah. is like the sky is falling but to your point when you go into an environment like that you really understand you're at hyper alert just to, just right. to give you a couple of ideas real quick and i, I want to kind of skip around the subject because yeah. of what i do right and i and i, I we got to get to in your introduction too people need to know who you are <laughs> yeah exactly um but you know we go, i landed into china in the middle of the night i was in a what they called a five-star hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I would probably call it a two-star hotel. <laughs> and um, it was in an indiscriminate city. It was not one of the popular mm-hmm. ones. It was a very large city in the central of China. Mm-hmm. I got up and went to breakfast in their morning time zone. Mm-hmm. And by the time I came back to my room, I realized that my room had been raided. Wow. And that my bags had literally been completely searched through. Items were gone. And what I later discovered, because the party that I was joining uh-huh. didn't pick me up, they I got to the hotel and I met them the next day. But the party that I met with informed me, oh yes, on these types of hotels and these types of regions, and it was not a common region, so this is mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. China. Okay. Um, there are floors dedicated to foreigners, and it's like a filtration room. There is literally a That's observation scary. 
deck in that room where there's cameras and hidden things and as soon as people leave rooms they'll go in and they'll literally check out who you are that that's a whole podcast on its own that experience oh my gosh. well but you know i was chased by the chinese kgb on a bullet train for 300 miles i didn't realize but they were tra- trailing me for 300 kilometers holy smokes and they were in the hotel where i was there meeting and speaking within 45 minutes now luckily they couldn't find us which i think god was taking care of us i know he was uh because they were in hot pursuit of us but anyways this is like a mission impossible scenario i swear it's so crazy tell us who you are pastor andrew billings (laughs) okay so so i was born and raised in new zealand Uh um a little bit of background there around the age of 13 new zealand is a beautiful country it's compared to like switzerland I've geographically it is gorgeous between yeah. you know the oceans the mountains the forestry mm-hmm. just the landscape is gorgeous yeah. politically and economically that country is in serious distress more so consolidated through mm-hmm. uh the COVID period where you have right. someone leading a prime minister who is and has been part of a communist youth party okay and then mm-hmm. there's a glove in there you see chinese yeah. government coming in through the the educational systems mm-hmm. we know what that does and there's just so much control and natural resources that state-owned enterprises have been purchased over the years but at 13 years old i started to notice a relatively regular western country starting to shift towards more of socialist ideas very mm-hmm. innocent at first for yeah. the good of the people and no one in that country would look at you and say this is a socialist country but it's a slowly changing water temperature Mm -hmm. and so that was 30 years ago now that i started noticing that and here we are and you have sheep yeah and so i mean covid was in new zealand was pretty unbelievable right i mean it it probably similar to what was happening in australia from a medical point of view they Mm -hmm. quarantined and shut their borders so much so that a citizen couldn't return so i couldn't even return to my own home country um you know i had friends who were expats like myself Mm -hmm. whose parents were dying and they couldn't get back to see them i knew knew of one person they literally it just the whole thing turned into a ponzi scheme um you know the government would sell you a five thousand or a three thousand dollar package to stay Mm -hmm. in one of their government appointed hotels for two weeks wow two weeks and you had quarantine there and then like you know i know i know of one person who spent two weeks paying $5,000 for the privilege, stuck in a room to see a dying dad for one day, and then they had to get back to their, to their real world. So they I could don't go even, about- what, what is a word that we can even use to describe that? that that's, that's beyond, so far beyond criminal. Well, it's the extortion. Cruelty. Of op- it's the opportunist extortion of an innocent public that trusts yeah. a government that they thought was for them. Right. But I mean, that scenario of having a friend wait two weeks quarantine in a box essentially oh yeah uh, it's a diabolical atrocity i mean it's i don't know how else to tell it to you it's It's like there's no humanity in it it's it's the worst form of of human cruelty right yeah and it's interesting (laughs) because i I know we're going to talk a little bit about germany in this podcast and we're going to we're going to kind of start to see some parallels um because fear has been the weapon of choice for this Mm -hmm. region it's well it's incredibly effective it's how you get populaces to be decommissioned to be paralyzed to be completely unable to defend themselves and hold rights Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what happens when you take food rights away from a nation yeah they do whatever you want 
well, and we need to talk about that We're too. Talk about that. <laughs> All right. So, so, anyways, I was born in New Zealand, uh-huh. and um, I was there till I was just, uh, I think, around thirty-one. My uh-huh. wife and I got married. Uh-huh. We moved here, and we came out here to plant a church. Uh-huh. Uh, the model of church that we do, um, we really are um, like marketplace people, uh-huh. and so we've never been on salary at our church. We've served our church, and and we came and planted businesses. And the businesses have supported us. We've been able to support our community and our church. And it's built a lot of trust. Because sure. there's so many, there's so much corruption mm-hmm. around finances and churches, as I'm sure most people, believers and non-believers, right. have seen. And so, you know, I believe the world and the church deserves to see integrity. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do it than to fund your own way mm-hmm. into being able to serve. That's fantastic. And so we've done that and God's blessed mm-hmm. us. We've planted several different businesses in several different industries from mm-hmm. um, construction flooring through real estate we're in the crypto technology space we're in the multimedia we've got a creative mm-hmm. agency um, there's oh. several other things as well I've got a patent on um, construction safety fencing wow. so I have a, a good you're just a serial entrepreneur <laughs> I, that's what my wife calls me <laughs> yeah. so we did that and you know moving to the states I've now been in the United States for 12 years okay. I was visiting here probably the 10 years before I moved mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yep. And just now that, you know, I, we've had three children, they're all mm-hmm. American born, mm-hmm. and I have, su- my wife's American born, mm-hmm. and I just have such a passion to see what's happening to this country turned around. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening here is the greatest theft that's of right. possibly the history. It's not just America, this is mm-hmm. a global epidemic. That's right. And so that's how we got talking on a plane. That's right, and yeah. that's how we're here today. That's right. We talked yeah. about the fact that we are American patriots. Right. Right? We believe in this country. You know, I always say I believe that the United States of America is probably the most um, opportunity-giving civilization, creation uh, in all of human history. Well, I mean, I'm proof of that. <coughs> mm-hmm. I came here 12 years ago. My wife and I came. I had a, a small business back in New Zealand. I didn't liquidate anything, so I turned up here having been married, honeymooned, and all this stuff, yeah. and then moving, I, ha- I think I had like twelve dollars or $14,000 US left in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So I bought a small van and a couple of pieces of equipment, and we got a little apartment, wow. and that was all we had. Mm-hmm. And so here I am 12 years later, in between hard work and God blessing us, we're doing really well. Sure. And so I'll tell you right now that I can move to America. I'm currently in my citizenship process. I didn't even mm-hmm. bother during COVID because I didn't want that nightmare. Well, yeah. But I'm in my citizenship process right now. Yeah. And here's someone that can move from New Zealand with twelve to $14,000, mm-hmm. become a multimillionaire within 12 years, right. serve the community, and become an American. Right. Now, can you move to Japan and become Japanese? No. You can't. That's right. So America is, point in case, mm-hmm. still almost if not only, the only place where someone can really truly go right. and have this much opportunity. That's right. It's not that you can't have opportunity mm-hmm. elsewhere. It's that this much opportunity is rare. Uh, it's ex- exceedingly rare and um, exceedingly precious. Right. Right. It's something, you know, that they, that uh, I know everyone, I've seen this a lot recently, the whole the Ronald Reagan statement about, um, you know, we're only one generation away from losing this country. And... Um, what I find to be fascinating, and, and it's a little bit of, um, it's, it's fascination, but it's almost like um, horror as well, because over the last two and a half, three years, we have watched 
the total dismantling, in my opinion, of this country. Yeah. And I know it did not start in the last yeah. three years. This is something no. that, that, that that's been in the works for 30, quite some 40, time. 50 years. So I would. So let's start talking about um, yeah. Germany pre World War II. Right. And the tactics that were used because. I find that there are so many parallels. You know, I, I've talked disturbing about disturbing parallels. Disturbing parallels. You know, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but but we went and to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. and it was almost like every time um, I would turn around and look at another um, display, I would have to stop. It's and like something in your soul is gasping. It, exactly. I mean, at one yeah. point they had a picture of doctors, and and, I, and I'm pretty sure the caption underneath the doctor said, "Healers become." Uh, murderers. Yeah. And I thought, this is exactly what's happening today. 100%. So, so before we go yeah, into Germany, yeah. I just want to <coughs> respond to you because you, you, you quoted Ronald Reagan mm -hmm. and he made a very great statement where he yeah. said, you know, this our freedom, this nation, our mm -hmm. way of life is only ever one generation away That's right. from being lost. That's right. But let's look at that in a positive sense because, mm -hmm. in essence, many Americans would say our generation has lost because we've given up so much high ground. Mm -hmm. So if that law is true in that way, it has to be true in reverse. That's right. And so sometimes tyranny becomes an inoculation for freedom to be revalued. Wow, that is so profound. Yeah. I love that and statement. So, so what happens is, is that I think, <laughs> you know, Gen Z, while so many people don't know what to do with Gen Z, mm -hmm. Gen Z, a lot of the millennial uh, generation really kind of didn't quite get this but there was a lot more kind of trinkets and stuff that was gobbled up you know metaphorically uh -huh. gen z is a is a generation that's really rising that doesn't want any more nonsense right they want to be told the truth they are tired of all the lies the mm -hmm. fake the sugar-coated stuff mm -hmm. and that's why there is almost like a 60s type frustration and tension there with gen mm -hmm. z that people don't understand is because mm -hmm. they are something in them is frustrated for truth. Now here's the thing, once they grow a little bit more mm -hmm. and they start to realize what's truly happened, a, a giant is gonna stand up and say, what happened, justice must come. And so the tyranny that's happening right now, while it's terrible and traumatic to mm -hmm. us, there is a great hope that people right. could actually say, this is now an inoculation. Mm -hmm. I've now been vaccinated <laughs> from mm -hmm. the lie. Yeah. and. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that um, comes to fruition because yeah. I agree with you. I agree that, that there is um, a whole segment of the population and even in the, it, it, of the younger generation, right. right, that they are yearning to, to get to the truth. Um, but I also think that that will come with a lot of reckoning, right, of, of yeah. saying, the younger generation saying to my generation and even maybe my parents generation where were you right how did we, how did you let this happen so i think there will also be a bit of a reckoning right <coughs> and you know that's where i think honestly podcasts like this matter because they'll see that voices were fighting i that's our intention yeah right and, and that's what's happening here yeah. so so germany let's mm -hmm. let's go all the way back and you see, actually, you have to, to understand Germany Nazi, uh -huh. 1942, mm -hmm. you have to go all the way back to World War One, actually. Yeah. And so you had you had the Kaisers, mm -hmm. who were essentially the emperors of Germany, mm -hmm. right? There was a ruling royal class family. Mm -hmm. 
that were ruling Germany, they partnered up with the Ottoman Empire, mm -hmm. which were essentially the opposite side mm -hmm. in World War One. <coughs> and what happened was they were defeated, mm -hmm. right? And they had to start paying reparations. In that process, Germany rejected the, Tsar, the, the Kaisers. Mm -hmm. And so they shifted from a royal type family to a political structure, a, a governmental structure. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of that, there's all this crazy turmoil. And what happens is, and I write about this in my book, Legacy, that yeah. I've got coming out at the end of I the year. I can't wait to read that yeah, book. We're going to talk about it. Understanding <coughs> the, the part of the book that I really d drill down is I talk about generational disconnects. Mm -hmm. Talking about Gen Z's, Millennials, Gen X. Right. What we have is we have weakness because we have generational disconnects. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. That's what George Floyd was all about. That's yeah. what Black Lives Matters is all about. Mm -hmm. That's what Hitler used. So we're going to get to that in just yeah, a second. Yeah. <laughs> because when you divide a nation, you weaken it and you can control it. Of course. When you break yeah. up a family, you now have individuals relying on the state rather than individuals relying on mum and dad and grandma and grandpa. Absolutely. So what happened was is that Germany goes into this terrible time mm -hmm. of being financially indebted to reparations for the war. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's a collision where we know that the Great Depression hit, mm -hmm. right? The Great Depression hit right all inside that time period right. where everything just dropped, economy stopped, whole industries shut down, mm -hmm. and the Deutschmark, the German Deutschmark, mm -hmm. went into something called hyperinflation, mm -hmm. which is what we've seen with Venezuela, You've seen with, uh, I believe, Zimbabwe. Yeah, well, and hopefully we're not going to see that here. I mean, we have the ingredients for it here right now. Oh, absolutely we do. And people don't understand how close we are to mm -hmm. that reality. It's just a fact. And I mean, and, and that is this nations. could turn into a five-hour podcast. Uh, well, hey, I think, right I think we should we'll keep it going. I mean, and, and, and that hyperinflation effect is nation-destroying. No, it's world-destroying. Yeah, yeah. And when you mm -hmm. understand that that actually might be what they want, it's mm -hmm. actually much more disturbing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so, so let's come back to Germany for a second. Yeah. And so what that means, hyperinflation means that, you know, the, the loaf of bread that used to cost you 50 cents right. now costs you 5,000. Right. It just loses its power. It's like it's traction. Uh -huh. It's like the soil that once, that once held you up right. has now got so much water between the particles mm -hmm. of soil that now you sink into it. It can't hold Right, and, surface. and it, these are to me very like basic economic Basics. facts. Yeah, and and Reckless somehow abuse of, of a monetary system. So, somehow I, we've lost it. You know, I had um, someone say to me that she, I think she was she's like 18, 19 years old, and has recently taken an economics class. And, and the comment was, you know, it's interesting because economics is is something that's very political. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was. Fascinating for coming from a uh, from a younger person. Economics is the facial mm -hmm. expression of governmental decisions and the thinking mm -hmm. behind the face. That's right. That's really what it is. That's right. And so, so what happens is is that Germany goes into hyper poverty mm -hmm. because now ladies can't get their hair done, they can't get their nails done, they can't buy clothes. Mm -hmm. You're now stitching up clothes that you had 10 years ago to make it work. Mm -hmm. Everything psychologically has changed, sure. right? So then what happens is, so just to, just to frame what that looked like, and you can actually go on the internet and find pictures of this. Mm -hmm. It was not uncommon at all to see the scenario that we're about to talk about here. A woman 
a mother, a housewife, mm -hmm. turns up to a bakery mm -hmm. to get a loaf of bread that she's going to try and figure out how to feed her whole family with for the next day or two. Mm -hmm. That's okay? correct, yeah. She has a wheelbarrow, mm -hmm. and it is literally piled with Deutschmarks mm -hmm. because money had become so worthless That's right. that you needed so much of it mm -hmm. to buy a loaf of bread. So they'd literally pull up in front of the bakery, like mm -hmm. parking their car with a wheelbarrow, mm -hmm. and it was literally piles of Deutschmark notes. Right. And she would go inside to get the loaf of bread because you can't fit this wheelbarrow through the door probably. Mm -hmm. While she's in there, someone runs up, tips all the Deutschmark on the floor, mm. on the ground, and runs off with the wheelbarrow because the wheelbarrow is worth, worth so more. much more than everything that was <laughs> being held in it. Right. And so that's a picture of really what sure. was happening. And and that's also a picture of what happened in the not-so-distant past in Venezuela. 100%. Yeah. And Zimbabwe and that's any right. other country that's yeah. gone into hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. So now, so this, this what, what you have to understand is, and the question that I want to ask you and I want to ask your viewers is, okay. did this happen by accident or was it geopolitical engineering? Uh, my answer to that is that I believe it's the latter. I think it's just geopolitical engineering. Because you can never... And I think we have proof of that. It's really the mm -hmm. new war. Mm -hmm. And if you actually pay attention to what happened in our very recent past, mm -hmm. you'll see President Xi, mm -hmm. president of China, right. who just removed one of his opposing parties from mm -hmm. very publicly out of his, out of his um, government right. hall. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that, the Hall of the People. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then he spoke to Putin mm -hmm. publicly, so it was a public statement. These people grew up being schooled by the book called The, the Art of War. Mm -hmm. okay? oh. these, these people are schooled in the way of what's called sure. the way of the dragon. It's a very different value system, mentality, right. psychology, and strategy system than Western people. They right. believe in 100-year strategies. We believe in five-year plans so we can get a house with a white picket fence and maybe a timeshare somewhere <laughs> that we're going to try and get ourselves out of legally right. we got into a mess and then we're going to go and do cruise ships. These sure, people but, are but it's But that, what you just said, Sun Tzu, the art of war, I mean, candidly, I made the, I, our entire team read it. I, yeah. I actually read it. You need to understand before, it. But I highly recommend if people don't know what the art of war is and they're listening to this, Go get yourself a Go copy a of copy. Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Yeah. So so what we saw very recently was when Putin invaded Ukraine, mm -hmm. President Xi publicly made a statement. He said, President Putin, this isn't the way we yeah. fight wars anymore. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? That's right. So now yeah. privately, he's probably having a very different conversation because he's intending to do the same thing to Taiwan. He is, yes. And and, and I've got business in Taiwan. He's so absolutely. And, and let's face it, never before... Uh, at least in the last 50 years, has has Taiwan been in a position where they're they're so vulnerable because the United States is clearly yeah. uh, under this current administration yeah. not. Uh, I mean that, in that's a position. A, that's another whole conversation, mm -hmm. and I think that yeah. would be there's interesting there's a whole can of worms there. Mm -hmm. Japan, Singapore would immediately jump on board because they they're next on the menu mm -hmm. for sure. Japan used to rule China. Did you know that? Yes. Japan used to literally rule the whole mm -hmm. of China. So there's major enmity there. Mm -hmm. So anyways, coming back around, mm -hmm. we know, I know for a fact that what she is probably saying to Putin behind the scenes is very different. Of course. But publicly, he gave away an idea mm -hmm. that we don't fight wars anymore yeah. with tanks mm -hmm. and planes. Mm -hmm. We fight wars with money. Mm -hmm. Because when you break a nation financially, right. you can conquer it in ways that it didn't even know it was right. conquered. Money and fear 
and human psychology. All of the above. <coughs> yep. So coming back to Germany now, the playing field or the battlefield mm -hmm. of financial devastation mm -hmm. is now perfectly set. Yeah. Enter Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. So what happens is, is that Adolf comes up. Now, his background's interesting. You can read about it in my book because when you understand the lineage mm -hmm. of who Adolf's father was. Oh, I think I've read some of it's this. It's fascinating. It is. He, he, was, he was a globalist. Uh-huh. I'll leave it there because this, is, this could fan out into a three-day. I know, day, I just know. Just one thing could become <laughs> a three-day thing. So, so Adolf... <laughs> His father's an alcoholic. He mm -hmm. beats him and his mother. He has psychological problems. Mm -hmm. Okay. He wants to be an artist. His father thinks he's a sissy. Mm -hmm. So he beats him. Yeah. And he beats him because he's just a train wreck of a person. Mm -hmm. Adolf is psychologically damaged and impaired. And he grows up with an edge against the establishment. Mm -hmm. But in order to beat the establishment, he became the establishment himself. Mm -hmm. Now, it's interesting because really they had financial issues too to some point. Mm -hmm. So enter this whole idea that he's now adopted this socialist mindset, right. which is classic of, if I could say it like this, it, it was almost like a starving artist that took on ideals, pretty much Marxism. Sure. Right? Because that's what <laughs> Marxist, yeah. that's who Marxist was. Mm -hmm. You know, Karl yeah. Marx was a, that's what he was. Right. Um, so Adolf <laughs> somehow connects and identifies with that psychology launches the Nazi Socialist Party, mm -hmm. right, and rises to power with amazing promises. Now, this is, this is well before World War II. Matter of fact, Absolutely. more than 10 years before yeah. World War II. And so what happens is, what happens next really needs to be understood. So what's happened up to this point is a war has been lost, a nation has been put into servitude to a global community. Extreme poverty. Is paying retributions, mm -hmm. right? And really moving, therefore, into a hyperinflated period where people are starving, <coughs> people have lost their businesses, people mm -hmm. have lost their homes, people can't afford to feed their families. Right. It's disturbing, mm -hmm. right? Enter Hitler, who now says, Adolf, I've got all these promises, I've got this amazing party, we're gonna rebuild a nation come and work and be part of the machine. Right. It's It literally transitioned people right. from being regular entrepreneurial capitalists right. into a socialist mentality because, like that. Because everyone is going to be taken care of. It's going to be equitable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things that, that I, again, if you're listening to this, think about what's happening today. I'm going to give you a tip for free for all your viewers, okay? Because okay. I've studied this. There is only one group of people that prospered through this period and that was the small community of family family farmers mm -hmm. and what they had was that they had let's say a mortgage for a million dollars or mm -hmm. Deutschmark right. okay and they had some chickens some ducks and a couple of cows mm -hmm. and they had milk and they had eggs and they had chickens and they had ducks right. right everything falls people can't pay for all the luxuries in life anymore mm -hmm. you're not buying racehorses mm -hmm. anymore you're not going on vacations but you've got to buy eggs and you've got to buy meat right. and you've got to buy bread mm -hmm. so these people still have a mortgage in place and they're paying their mortgage million dollars million deutschmark let's just make up numbers right mm -hmm. now let's say that they had an obligation of a thousand deutschmark a month right right to their mortgage but now everything's gone through the roof, and we've already identified that a loaf of bread is a, is five thousand Deutschmark. That's right. 
right? So now you're paying off a year's worth of payments each month. That's right. So you have a piece mm -hmm. of land. You're the only person that has an absolute necessity need mm -hmm. and you are selling it at now a hyperinflated rate. Right. Uh, yes. And you're paying your mortgage off. <coughs> now you're in a financial position. Those are the people that not only made it through but actually prospered and became mm -hmm. very wealthy on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. That's for free if you stop and think about that. <laughs> you might just have some healthy planning for where we're headed. <laughs> That's okay? right. So let's move forward now because if you start to understand this, history mm -hmm. repeats itself not because there's some strange cycle mm -hmm. but because the nature of humanity is the same. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that, you'll start to understand that, that evil people with power ultimately produce the same corruption cycles mm -hmm. and phases. Mm -hmm. So what happened was is Hitler starts rising to power and he creates this whole concept of we're going to build, but we're going to build under one, a one nation type thing. Right. That's why um, Germany started being called the motherland, mm -hmm. okay? Because it was the birthing place right. of this new world order. Mm -hmm. That's why it was called the Third Reich. Reich means <coughs> order. Mm -hmm. So it's a, we're, talking, we're talking global governments, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's an agenda. So, so what happens is, is that Hitler immediately starts going about, unannounced, people don't realize what's happening, mm -hmm becoming their provider and separating families. Mm -hmm. Men mandatorily would get paid, mm -hmm. but they had to work in factories, right. building planes, building tanks, building trains, mm -hmm. building structures, building buildings. And at the beginning, women had to go and work in clerical and administrative positions, uh, okay? okay? And what that meant was, and by the way, every household got a free radio. Well, but it only had one track, one station. Sure, I was just gonna say, uh, we know why they got a free radio. They got a free radio because right. that was the that was the social media of the day. Mm -hmm. It was propaganda right. 101. We know who Goebbels was the mm -hmm. propaganda or the media minister of Germany, and and Hitler understood brainwashing. Of course, um, Hitler was actually pagan. He wasn't Catholic, like a lot of people think. Okay, he was actually into Satanism. Well, and that's I a whole other conversation. I was just going to say, and I, and I don't think that that would be um, something that people would disbelieve. I think it's pretty evident that that guy was... was yeah, he uh, was... In, I mean, that, that would be another conversation, and I could bring some stuff up and show it to you, but it's, yeah. it's mm -hmm. fascinating when you start understanding his beliefs and origins and what, yeah. he, what he was prepared to do. Mm -hmm. But anyways, this is a little arduous, but stick with me, because once okay. you start understanding where this is going and how it works, mm -hmm. it gets really interesting. So what happened was you've got mum and dad who are living in a tiny home. They've got nothing to offer their kids. They've got a radio in the corner. Mum's got a job. Dad's got a job. Mm -hmm. And now Hitler says, but now your children come to our schools. Mm -hmm. Mandatory public schools or you lose your public jobs. Mm -hmm. And on, by the way, that includes a Saturday and Sunday boys and girls club. Mm -hmm. The boys and girls club later became the Hitler Youth. But what they did is you've got little 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids mm -hmm. that now have access to motorbike clubs, learning to fly planes, mm -hmm. shooting guns at the airfield. Mm -hmm. You have all these amazing skills that are being taught to these kids. Right. And the girls were doing like cooking and, you know, before all the politically correct equality stuff came in, mm -hmm. everything that a woman would be groomed to do was now being taught through the schools. Right. And that was, that was great. And they only had access to that if they stopped sending their kids to church and sent them to these things on Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. So they literally bypassed, <laughs> they started taking faith out of the equation mm -hmm. and they started introducing all of this entertainment and skills. Right. And, and, I, and I just, let's pause there for one second. Yeah. I want to interject. 
think about what you just said, mm -hmm. what's happening in today's society. Mm -hmm. You said they took away the faith, they broke down the nuclear family. Right. That is exactly what is happening in this country. 100%. And, and, and the reality is it doesn't really matter where you are um, in the political spectrum. It doesn't really matter where you stand um, in terms of your faith, whether right. you are, uh, you know, you believe in Judeo-Christian values, yeah. whether you're someone who's, who's Muslim, whether you're someone who's a Buddhist. 100%. Uh, the, the fact is that they have successfully stripped away spirituality and faith-based um, communities right. in this country and right. broken down the nuclear family. Exactly what you just said is happening right. today. Well, it gets better. <laughs> And the parallels are going to start to yeah. weave a web here. So, so what happened was, is then Hitler started, he shifted the gears on these boys and girls clubs, and they started having summer, ca summer camps. And the summer camps went up to 20 weeks long. Mm -hmm. So the kids would literally ship out and go somewhere else. Right. We'll see you in a couple of months, mum and dad. We'll see you in three, four months, mum and dad. And they were gone all summer. Mm -hmm. While they were there... They started teaching all these, they started waking these kids up to sexuality. 13-year-old girls, 13-year-old boys. And they were like, okay, so here's the class. We're going to teach you all about it, like crazy level perversion. And then they were like, go have fun. So you had 13-year-old girls coming back from school, from summer camp, pregnant. So, oh, so, so you mean like what's happening today where in kindergarten we're teaching our children about sexuality yes. and... Um, stuff that, that frankly I probably won't even say because it's, it's, it's so, just it's disgusting. So yes. Yeah. So, so what you have to understand is that this wasn't just progressiveness. Mm -hmm. This wasn't freeing the soul to make decisions for a 13 year old. 13 year old's a child. If you introduce, I mean it's a known fact, it's a known scientific fact. If you introduce sexual content to the developing human brain when it is um, not appropriate to do so based on that developmental stage, right you are actually changing the, the chemis brain chemistry of that individual and you are damaging them um, somewhat uh, irrevocably. So if you remove <laughs> faith and introduce perversion, mm -hmm. what you actually do is number one, you remove moral plumb lines. Mm -hmm. so, so the ability for someone to actually see the difference between right and wrong actually radically gets blurred. Yeah, absolutely. And because you're removing conscience you're removing mm -hmm. morals, you're sure. removing self-worth. So mm -hmm. people become confused, and mm -hmm. once people don't have moral boundaries, yeah. because where did, where did these kids grow up? These kids started as Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. they became the Hitler Youth, mm -hmm. they became the same people, because remember, this started mm -hmm. 10 years before the war. These are the kids that burned the Jews. Right. These, well, are, the kids that, these are the kids that, ha that run the prison camps. These mm -hmm. are the kids that manned the planes, the right. bombers, everything, that and fueled the war machine. Think about what's happening today. I mean, today we have such nonsense that we are now telling children that you can, if, if a grown-up wants to approach you sexually, they are not allowed to be called pedophiles. They're called minor attracted persons. And I'm here to say, I will say to anyone who hears me, I don't care who you are, it is a pedophile and you are a sick person in the head. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, anyone that touches a child hates that child, and I don't care how yeah. much they say they mm -hmm. love the child. Right. There's actually a hatred that wants to defile their innocence, which means you want to steal, you want to destroy, right. you are a predator, and you are a danger to society. Mm -hmm. And you need, 
you need help. We can debate what type of help they need. Yeah, let's leave it there. But so, uh, anyways, so what you have to understand is this started progressing, mm-hmm, right? And it moved to the point where these children were so conditioned, and as that started rolling out, mm-hmm. these kids came back, and the entire society had different values. There mm-hmm. are so many, mm-hmm. like videos and photo photography that's been suppressed in history but if you Mm -hmm. dig deep enough you'll find it where you'll see like naked orgy parades going down entire streets that were for hitler where so we're not because germany was a catholic nation it was a christian judeo-christian catholic nation right and so what you what they what he did is they completely morally rewired the fabric of the nation where there was a completely different value system now here's where it gets interesting well, what's interesting to me, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, but what you're talking about is not something that happened over the course of decades and decades and decades. It happened quickly. It happened very quickly. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Because the nation was beaten in war, mm-hmm. they were beaten mm-hmm. politically, yep. they were beaten economically, and they had total poverty, and a hero stood up and said, I'll save you, and then he started feeding them modified corn. So, so well, and we, I want to talk about that, but yeah. but think about so so if you look at the the conditions that needed to be present, you just that's described. what I'm really going for here. Right now, where it goes from here mm-hmm. gets interesting mm-hmm. because once he knew he had a loyal audience mm-hmm. or a loyal populace, mm-hmm. the real agenda started coming out. Mm-hmm. So what he now started to say was, this is what he this is the message that they sent to those children: mm-hmm. your parents don't understand you. I understand you. Sounds then very familiar. He said, your parents got you into this mess. Right. And he says, what is this mess? Now, speaking of Kanye West, what what the banking system in Germany was run by Jewish bankers. Mm-hmm. And so Hitler said, the Jews enslaved and financially destroyed this nation. They're the enemy. This is where it came from because he created. Now, how do you create unity and brokenness? You find, this isn't the only way to do it, but this is a dark a way to do enemy. it. You find a common enemy, mm-hmm. and then you bring unity through a common enemy, or you unify the cause because of a foreign threat or an outside mm-hmm. threat. So he created this threat of Jews. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets very interesting for me, is because he started saying that the Jewish DNA, because if you remember, he was fascinated with an Aryan Nordic yeah. Lineage, remember that? I do. Long hair, blue eyes. Right. That came out of his paganism, mm-hmm. because he believed that there was an elite human DNA mm-hmm. on the planet. Right. It's more than just blonde hair and blue eyes, white skin. It's more than that. If you really understand it and study it, I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time studying it. Mm-hmm. It's very dark and mm-hmm. it's very pagan, and yeah. it's it's very evil. Ugh. So so what he started saying was, he said the Jews and mm-hmm. the Jewish bankers. Yeah are the ones that have enslaved us. But it's more than that, guys. They carry a specific DNA that carries disease. Mm. And that's where the Star of David on the arm came from. It wasn't an ethnic thing. It was a, you need to know who's diseased. Hmm. Interesting. You mean like um, people who have vaccine passports? Yes. It started to separate society 
and create a focal mm -hmm. point because it started with banking, then it moved to disease, right. and now we have a community hatred mm -hmm. of these individuals. Now, people have tried to suppress this, but this is what really happened. Mm -hmm. And if you spend enough time digging and searching, you'll find what I'm saying is true. Well, you know, what's interesting to me is that this is not, none of what you're saying is a surprise. Um, and, and part of that is because I, I've also studied some of this, probably yeah. not, certainly not to the degree that you have, but also my generation, we were taught a lot of this. Yes, right. Now it has been whitewashed out well, of the whole curriculum. Well, there's movements that deny it even happen now. Right, right. I mean, um, and that's how, you, that's how you brainwash a society is you deny certain history ever happened. When, when my son was in high school, and, and we're talking a couple years ago, uh, he went through a global history class. Mm -hmm. And do you know that I think that they mentioned the Holocaust maybe one time in a global history wow. class? Now, you can imagine the conversations I was having with the school about that. Right. Uh, but but they, are, they are wiping this curriculum clean. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. because what you don't know, you can't learn from, that's right. and you won't recognize in the future, and that's why voices mm -hmm. like this matter. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was, out of that, you saw that such a regime, it looked financially successful, it looked mm -hmm. like it took care of its own, but millions of Jews and other minority groups were being rounded up. And uh, we, can, we can talk about this in other ethnic areas, other national areas. Like when you see the Chinese Cultural Revolution, mm -hmm. the psychology that happened there was insane. Oh, It wasn't and just white and black on. like America's mm -hmm. been having. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, you know, trans and, and you know, mm -hmm. gay and non-gay. It was actually the Chinese Cultural Revolution divided people into 10 groups uh -huh. and got everyone. So it was essentially like Democrat and Republican and five mm -hmm. tiers on each side. Right. So no one trusted anybody. Mm -hmm. You could be on the same political side, but not in the same class. So it's a complete <coughs> destruction of unity. Sure. And then you can mobilize it and turn it into a war machine. And that's mm -hmm. what Hitler did. Mm -hmm. He turned it into a war machine and Austria didn't get invaded. Austria invited mm -hmm. and welcomed Hitler in because mm -hmm. they were financially in trouble. Sure. And then from there we saw it move into Poland and then mm -hmm. you know, eventually mm -hmm. we saw a war break out. Right. Um, but once you start to understand how sadistic it is, mm -hmm. By the time you're at the point where Jews are being killed or people groups are being oppressed, it's already built this platform and it comes out of financial brokenness. You know, you know what's fascinating to me, um, and it ties into everything that you're saying, is I, I actually, I was probably in my 20s, I went over to, to Germany and I visited Dachau, right. which is one of the first oh, yeah. concentration camps. And one of the things that I carry with me to this day, it was so profound, uh, as we were going through the camp, there was obviously the fence, and then there was these houses that were kind of backed up against this fence. Right. And I remember saying to one of the, the docents that was, was walking around with us, um, so are, how, how new are those homes? And she said that those homes were there during yeah. World War II, during the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the activity in this camp. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, my God, what is going on? What yeah. had to have happened? that you could be living in a home and your backyard is a concentration camp where they're murdering and burning mm -hmm. human beings. And they would have heard and the screams. And you don't say anything. Well, you know, what we've really just described here is a progressive conditioning mm -hmm. that slowly happened over about 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. slowly happened. 
So when the Allies mm -hmm. came into Germany, when we finally D-Day landings and we mm -hmm. made our way to Berlin, to Berlin mm -hmm. they, they got to, you couldn't look it up, there was, there was generals and lieutenants leading troops, mm -hmm. whole lines of Allied troops towards Berlin. And they were a whole horizon distance. So from where you are to the horizon usually is around 13 miles, mm -hmm. somewhere in that ballpark, yeah. as I understand, 13 to 14 mm -hmm. miles. It's not flat. But <laughs> 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 anyways, <laughs> hopefully I didn't hurt anyone's feelings, but it's 13 to 14 miles. And what they would say, you can look up their, some of their memos, some of their reports, they said, we could smell the most vile, unnatural smell mm -hmm. before we even got 13 to 14 miles away right so can you imagine like standing on the beach out in newport and being able to smell something not right in catalina no i can't like that's crazy and and then think about having your home right there right there mm -hmm. so how conditioned were they right that they trusted their <laughs> government so much that oh our government's got our best these people needed to be removed they were toxic to society right. we needed them to be put away and well, this ended up you know it's interesting because we're seeing this today we talk about the parallels right mm -hmm. how conditioned do you have to be uh to create a website and post uh pictures and profiles of people that have died from COVID that were unvaccinated and use this website to make fun of these people that have died. Wow. Because that is in existence. And, uh, wow, I didn't know that. That's, it, that's, it's, that's horrible. What's the site called? Oh, sorry. <coughs> sorry, anti vaxxer. Sorry, sorry anti You know, what we've seen over the last two years is really a tell or mm -hmm. a sign mm -hmm. that we're in a similar type of progress mm -hmm. because when you're prepared mm -hmm. to sit down and watch a certain demographic or people group mm -hmm. burn entire cities down when you're looking at some guy in los angeles downtown getting stabbed with a samurai sword mm -hmm. when you're looking at all the police officers that have been killed right. when you're looking at fraudulent election activity mm -hmm. When you're looking at, you know, for instance, <coughs> a president telling you, go and let them know how you feel. Right. But then you have other people that are in high-ranking political offices mm -hmm. basically inciting terrible things very directly. Right. Not <coughs> saying, go let people know how you feel. Mm -hmm. We are in a political turbulence yeah. that looks like things are being tolerated right yeah i know it's interesting and, and <coughs> um, <coughs> we talk about the parallels i just uh, obviously mm -hmm. you know my mind is is now kind of dissecting everything that we just discussed and right. and, and contrasting that against what's happened to in the last three years right and um where do you think we are in that uh cycle well Let's just let's just un stop and unpack for a second. Mm -hmm. I, I want to draw your attention to something that's probably a little left field from what we've been discussing. Mm -hmm. Something that most Americans, from what I can tell, have no idea about, mm -hmm. and that's the petrodollar. Oh yeah, this is fascinating. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this. So the petrodollar is essentially mm -hmm. the global reserve currency that's mm -hmm. used to trade oil. 
That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's probably the primary reason why America has attained and kept superpower status. That's right. Because every country that wants to buy a bottle of oil, mm -hmm. a barrel of oil rather, mm -hmm. has to currency through the petrodollar right. in order to buy and purchase and trade mm -hmm. oil. Right. Now, for the last three to four years that I've been aware, China and Russia have been working very cohesively to create a new reserve currency. And I think it's called like the Brita or something like that. And it's, yeah, yes, keep going, sorry. But what they're doing is, mm -hmm. is they're going to nations and they're mm -hmm. getting them to de-peg from the US dollar. This mm -hmm. is happening present right now. tense. That's correct. So as of what I know, Germany, interestingly enough, just mm -hmm. has de-pegging. Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia has definitely de-pegged. Iran has depegged. You notice mostly enemies of our nation. Of course. India has said it's going to depeg. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Russia and China are part of that. Mm -hmm. That is a huge portion of the world. Okay. I think Brazil, or it's either Brazil or Argentina, is going to move in on that. Wow. Now, you're dealing with serious nations right mm -hmm. now. So what happens when America mm -hmm. loses the petrodollar? Totally devalues. It's the, the only reason why we go to Saudi Arabia to buy oil. You know mm -hmm. that, right? That's right. We have our own oil mm -hmm. that actually exceeds what's in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. The only reason that we're buying it is so that Saudi believes we're loyal to them mm -hmm. and so they keep operating in the petrodollar right. because we because the most valuable commodity in the whole world is the US dollar. Mm -hmm. Now that sounds arrogant, but that's a whole other conversation that mm -hmm. would take an hour to explain. The, the <laughs> US dollar is the most valuable commodity in the world right mm -hmm. now. It is an, it's its own entity. Mm -hmm. And we understand the Federal Reserve, I get all that corruption, not even American owned, all that stuff. I totally get that. But that is why this nation is stable. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're in a period of time where that dollar is being underpinned mm -hmm. and bet against by major players mm -hmm. that are underestimating, that we've underestimated. Right. Now, is so when you devalue the, the U.S. dollar, you create hyperinflation. When you devalue the U.S. dollar mm -hmm. or you underpin the petrodollar, which mm -hmm. is obviously part of the petrodollar, right. the U.S. dollar, mm -hmm. the U.S. dollar loses a lot of value mm -hmm. and we start not being able to afford certain things. People right. stop coming to us to buy. We stop having that most important person in the room mm -hmm. value. We become the uh, the woman in that scenario where she's got her wheelbarrow. That could very easily become. Which I is. mean, even the Bible talks about that mm -hmm. in the last time period, mm -hmm. it says that it would take a whole day's wages to buy one loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. So that's talking about some pretty interesting financial times. That's why I made the comment about the German farmers. Right, right. So, so we are on the cusp, it feels there like. There are so many things, and when you look mm -hmm. at I was in Kentucky, and mm -hmm. I was with someone that served very closely with President Trump. Mm -hmm. Not going to name him just for discretionary mm -hmm. reasons, but mm -hmm. you know, I was talking back and forth with him, and one of the comments I made to him was that you know, most people think that somehow this idiot geriatric, out of his mind, dementia, you know falling over every five minutes ice cream eating oh, president are, that we have. Are you talking about the, the person, the, the non-sentient human being? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> if that's how you want to define them. <laughs> but look, everyone is so focused on who he is. Right. They don't realize that he's actually a distraction. Of course. 
and everything he's doing, oh, mm. he's an idiot, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, he knows exactly what he's doing. Well, And the people that he's representing know exactly what he's doing. Right. Because he is, do you remember one of the first things he said mm. when he came into presidency? Um, America will no longer be number one. We're no longer. I do remember that now that right? you said that. So when you start putting wow. the pieces of this web together, you start realizing, is this guy just an idiot making bad decisions? Or is he making decisions that are intentional and everyone's focused on this apparent dementia, but he's actually following his orders from his higher ups? Well, how did, how did we get to this point in this country when we're so focused on the president anyway? I mean, we, we the country, the beauty of this country is that we are designed you don't want me to, answer that to have... Um, decentralized right we we have we don't have this this oligarch that that's that's running everything right if you look at the the the, the republic that we are in the constitution um people what's amazing to me is you have all these these news reporters whether it's fox news or cnn or you know anyone it doesn't matter if you're conservative or 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 left-leaning the you we are glued to our televisions last night was um the the election right everyone's glued to the television they've got commentators across every every channel and they want to know what the president is saying and and i remember thinking to myself last night why does it matter what the president of the united states is saying these these elections are congressional elections they're senate elections they're city council elections they're there's uh school board elections right. these are elections that impact the day-to-day -day lives of uh, in your local community, it really doesn't matter what the president of the United States has to say about this, because that is the beauty of how our country was created. But we have claws in us now. Mm -hmm. Yes. That aren't American. Right. So, when you really understand that, because I think a lot of patriots believe right. we've got an idiot in presidency. Sure. I, while, I, I believe that I most most agree, people <laughs> believe that. Yeah, and while I do agree with that, I would also say that's what the people that are controlling him want you to see. Sure. Because you're so mm -hmm. focused on the, I almost said a word that's not politically correct. That's okay. But I, you're, you're so focused on his retarded behavior mm -hmm. yeah. that you can't actually see the agenda that's being worked out. Yeah. And they have a perfect gatekeeper mm -hmm. behind him in case anyone or anything happens to him. Because Kamala gets in, world's gonna get a lot worse. Sure. Right? So that's the fear. So, <laughs> so let's look at this for a minute. Uh -huh. He has spent two years, almost two years, depegging mm -hmm. the strength of this nation. Mm -hmm. We were already in trouble when Trump it, came into office. Trump actually strengthened the economy. The, the, the pace at which this country has gotten into a tailspin I mean, why was the man not impeached for doing what he did in Afghanistan? Oh. That's what I want to I, I mean, there's I, so many questions like that that need to be asked. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Just that, Afghanistan by itself. Right. That's a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. yeah. You've given up key technology that immediately got put right. on container ships and sent to China and Russia, was bought right. for the highest bidder, mm -hmm. and now our enemies have our technology, That's right. the best technology in the That's world. That's right. And if, and if you talk to anyone anyone that is in the military, especially you talk to the special forces community and what it took uh, to get to that point in oh, I Afghanistan. Very, I have a very intimate understanding of the technology in those planes. Right, well. And those helicopters and, and how the technology's been safeguarded mm -hmm. over the years, over right. decades. Mm -hmm. The Russians were trying to furiously 
use Chinese spies to come mm -hmm. in looking like innocent business people mm -hmm. to Wisconsin and different parts right. of the country right. during the Cold War mm -hmm. to, you know, innocently buy technology. Right. The, the amount of theft, and we got, we, mm -hmm. we had a president that literally gave it for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you're talking about China and, and Russia trying to, to get this, um, this technology. And it's, it brings up a fascinating point. You know, I always say, what is it about the United States that allows us to um, create and innovate the way that we do? It's it's not because we have more intelligent people here. I mean, I do believe that the people who are it's in China, we, got more money. we have more money. And I also think we have the the structure, right? The republic that we are, the capital, and, and this is a word that's taboo, the capitalist structure that we have Feeds that have. That's correct. It feeds um, innovation. It, it feeds creativity yeah. in a way that we have not seen in human history. That yes. is why yes. um, you have places like China and Russia trying to steal our technology and our creations. Well, I mean, communism seems great in someone's pipe dream of ideals, mm -hmm. but it doesn't pay the bills. So mm -hmm. why do those people need to move to countries that actually have got capitalism? Right. They're enemy. That's right. Why do you want to come here to prosper right. when you hate our ideals? That's right. So, so, so you mentioned, uh, gosh, so petrodollar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have a president who immediately came out and said, "America's no longer going to be number one. We're just mm -hmm. going to sit down in the naughty boy chair and we're terrible people forever <laughs> prospering." That's what he said <laughs> to the world. Yeah. You know, and he walks around like he can't remember where his lunch money is, and <laughs> I mean, honestly. And so, it's, so, so it's what hard you have, to watch. Let's watch it for a second. Yeah. It, I'm going to put a different hat on for a minute, uh -huh. okay? I'm President G. Mm -hmm. How do we take out America? Because I've just told Putin that's not how we fight wars anymore. Mm -hmm. I know what we'll do. We'll completely change the world reserve currency. Mm -hmm. We'll be the ones that are enriched, which means while America for the last 50 years has fought wars, go look up how much investment China's done around the world. Well, you can there's see it here map. in the United States. No, there's, there's a global map you can find mm -hmm. that shows the state-owned enterprises and mm -hmm. the significant investment. It's right. global. They have major hubs all over the world. Like, but, whatever but we've even, spent in our war machine, they've spent in right. investments, and they're becoming enriched. You don't need to look even outside the borders of the United <coughs> States. Look 100%. here to 100%. see how, how unbelievable it is. So if mm -hmm. I'm President Xi, what I do is I do that investment, mm -hmm. I depeg the US dollar, mm -hmm. I become the source of the new thing, mm -hmm. and then I wait for 10 years. Because in that 10 year period, America will starve and they will cheer us walking through their streets mm -hmm. to come and save them. Right, well there you go. And we're not just smart like, to just, think like that. Just like Hitler, right? Just like Hitler. Mm -hmm. And so what you've got is you've got TikTok where you've got, you know, You've got young girls that and and guys that will that will show their bodies and behave like mm -hmm. honestly idiots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People that have just got no moral compass anymore right. because they're rewarded, and they've got people that will do anything for likes and followers right. now because it's monetized, and they're literally yes. selling their their soul, their innocence, their their personal private right. bodies in a way right. that and what it's doing is it's brainwashing people, sure. numbing people down, exactly like the Hitler Youth. Mm -hmm changing their moral compass sure. and then all of a sudden you start introducing new ideals mm -hmm. people that love their country people that love their flag are the enemy mm -hmm. yeah that's right that's terrible right right and so it changes the psychology sure i mean you you well first of all i, I had a conversation um on the podcast with royce white uh and we were talking about if you look at the um the pace that social media in, in has has uh created 
the change in society. You've never seen anything in human history up to this point Amazing. where you have such a rapid transformation. Right. And it, it, the, the human psychology aspect is, is so interesting to me. I mean, you're talking about an entire generation of people who derive their, their priorities, their self-value yeah. um, from the phone, right? right. From, from, from social media. It's, I mean, I'm, I, I say this, I'm someone who, who doesn't have social media. So I, I just, I've it's never believed in it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've never believed in it. Um, but I look at this generation and, um, I, you know, I shared a story I had at a, a friend, a friend's uh, child, you know, she's a teenager and she said she wanted to post something. Her parents had not let her have social media. And, you know, we're having a conversation she wanted to post um, about an event that she'd gone to. And, you know, my question was, why? Why? Of course, she struggled to articulate why. And, you know, I said, look, the reason you want to do this is because you are looking for validation outside of the people that you are closest to. You're looking for validation from the general populace. You want to yeah. see how many people view this. And then that's how you're deriving um, your perception of yourself yeah. and reality. Well, I mean, if you, I don't know if you've done this, I'm sure you have, but if you just think back, something I tried explaining to people that I work with and try and lead mm -hmm. in life and coach is I like, just go back in your mind 15 to 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. If someone came into your world in a, in a friend circle mm -hmm. and they did something really damaging, insulting, or traumatic, mm -hmm. you don't stay friends with them. Right. You cut them off because right. that's toxic and unhealthy and you move on that's right. but we have a generation now that kind of stays connected mm -hmm. because they want to watch what the other that's person's right. doing right. and it creates this detoxify toxifying mentality and psychology right if you look at the way people relate to each other now mm -hmm. versus 20 years ago mm -hmm. even in a public setting in a grocery store right. right at the local market in a shopping mall at a restaurant people relate to each other differently. They, they talk differently, they mm -hmm. value differently, they even connect mm -hmm. differently mm -hmm. because social media has rewired people right. just like in pre-World pre War II Germany. Well, if you think about the, the strange behavior, you know, my husband and I were talking about this the other day. In the past, I'm drinking a lot of your UN Kool-Aid. Uh, uh, the, the UN Kool-Aid, I love it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the only kind of Kool-Aid you should drink. It's great. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the past, if you had someone that did something strange, right? anything, I mean, th name, right. name anything, right? Like if, if, if you have a man that's dressing like a woman and... Or showing himself indecently in right, public. Parading right. around. That would have actually been corrected because of societal Well, it's a sex norms. crime, actually. Well, it's, 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 that's a sex crime, right? But, but, yeah. but that would have been corrected because you wouldn't have 30 years ago, 40 years ago, gone up and said, hi, how are you? I mean, that's just so fascinating what, you, what you're doing. Tell me all about it. <laughs> no one would do that. What would happen is right. in society, people would see that and they would say, oh, wow, that person is disturbed in some way yeah. and or you know, they're going through something. And people would actually avert their eyes. They would go to extreme lengths to disengage from that situation right. because it wasn't societally right. acceptable. Now, it doesn't matter That's what crazy. your perversion is. It doesn't matter what your 
what your kink is, whatever your whatever's going on in your mind, it's um, it's on display and well, it's no celebrated. Filters. People have no filters. Right. They have filters on their pictures, but not on their mouths. Right. They have filters on. They don't have filters. You got all these keyboard cowards, you know, mm -hmm. that are happy to say anything behind a screen, sure. but they would be terrified to say anything in public. Right. But you only have to have it typed out so many times on a screen mm -hmm. before you're already wired that that's who you are in public. Right. And so it's how you change mm -hmm. and reshape a society. That's right. That's right. As you socially rewire them first. Yeah. Well, and then and then so now you, you let's talk about the last two and a half years because let's that's that's something to me that I, I continue to struggle with, right? Like, you know, I, we talked very briefly about this website where they're making fun of people that have died of COVID. And of course I can sit here and I can cite we every single- C We had CNN mocking people during COVID. Right. Like literally the, right. the largest platforms right. were literally jeering, mocking mm -hmm. and inciting rage against. Now yeah. there probably should be a far bunch more lawsuits against organizations. People should be going back and right. getting sound bites and clips of right. all of those moments and launching the biggest lawsuit right. cases. Absolutely, class they action lawsuit. The People versus CNN. Oh, absolutely, 100%. they should. They, of course, These they should. These places should get bankrupted. But but how do you how do you communicate? So how do you break down um, what's happened? Like how do you how do you penetrate what's happened? Because you still to this day have. A, a majority of people in society that are willing to say that if someone who is uh, not interested in, in going along with the, with one of the biggest experiments in human history um, on on the global human um, society, yeah. if you know that will say things like if you don't get vaccinated, you're murdering people. When in plain sight, we've got the CDC the NIH and others now saying, even if you're vaccinated, you can still acquire and transmit the virus. Right. Um, saying things like, well, you know, there actually is some merit to the, the, the whole ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine thing. Well, they literally so, just added it to their website as a treatment. Exactly, that, like, yes, we did. And, two weeks ago. And, and so <clears throat> how, do you, how do you break down the human psychosis that these people are in? Okay, so mm -hmm. you, about 10 minutes ago in this podcast, you just mm -hmm. asked me a question. I said, you don't want to, you don't want me to answer that. I'm going to answer it for I, you. And I, then we're going to go down another journey. We're going to take it. another trail. And Let's we're going to pick it. up something else we talked about on All the right. flight. So how do we get here? Well, I would tell you that the greatest enemy to America is its own self. Mm -hmm. That the reason that we got here is because we, bec we became comfortable. Mm -hmm. I we say like that all the time. ease. We like comfort mm -hmm. and our fathers and our forefathers paid high prices for freedom and peace, but right. we didn't know how to steward it. And so one of the things I noticed when I moved here mm -hmm. is that most mm -hmm. Americans are very lazy. We're lazy. And I'm sorry to say that because no, no. I'm an American now. I care about this nation. But when I came here, I'm a hard worker. I, right. I'm an immigrant. Mm -hmm. I am what you would call the American dream. Mm -hmm. Okay. People that have become entitled mm -hmm. become and they become infatuated with their own comfort, ease, and peace and quiet, and they're not prepared to fight. We have reached a level of um, a standard of living, a quality of life in this country that has never, never been, been seen. Attained. And it, and I said this the other day to someone. I go, look, it doesn't matter if you were the Queen of England mm -hmm. in the 1800s, exactly and you take right. that that individual who's literally royalty mm -hmm. and you compare them against someone living in 
one of the, the lowest socioeconomic areas in the United States today that the person who is living in the United States. Oh, the standard and the, of life is at that's a premium right. here. You have a roof over your head. You have consistent heat. You have running water. Mm -hmm. You have access to, to toilets. Yep. You have access to medical care. You're, so you're right. I mean, we, have, we are so comfortable. Comfort is our enemy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when a government infringes, we sit at home because we're stupid enough to believe that some alphabetical letter is telling us to stay home. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. CDC, Q. NIH, the... Q. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. We got this. Yes. Just we're stupid enough because right. we're comfortable right. to be at peace at home and right. wonder that everyone else has it. Right. And, and even if we're... I would take it so far as to say even if you're not ignorant or, or um, like even if you're... If, if you have your finger on the pulse and you, you might suspect it, you said that we're lazy. People are afraid to lose that comfort. Well, the problem is, is that the comfort that we've got, we never truly earned. Mm -hmm. We inherited. That's right. And if you don't learn how to steward inheritance, so you become abusive. That is so true. And you will destroy privilege. That is so Privilege true. is a good word. And, and I, you know, nothing makes me more um, disgusted than when I see people, young people, you know, these college-aged kids going out and saying, you know, obscene things and saying, um, you know, the, the military and uh, these guys are so bad. They're just warmongers. Yeah, and they have no clue. They have no clue what the, the World War II generation in this country sacrificed for their freedoms today, for the comforts today that I, we're I experiencing. I will say that America has made some terrible mistakes and mm -hmm. some terrible sure. blunders but it's also done great good mm -hmm. at defending freedom globally. That's right. There are a lot of corrupt wars that have been fought that mm -hmm. the public thinks are for justice, peace, and freedom, mm -hmm. and that are actually hideous, corrupt, right. Clinton-level stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it's asserting power, it's making power moves to get precious oils and metals and gold right. and diamonds and all those things. Right. But in, as a rule, mm -hmm. the people that serve not the right. corrupt people that leverage those right. governments, those armies, those military mm -hmm. uh, moves, or those wars. The people that serve are real deal, awesome, amazing mm -hmm. servants of this nation, and yeah. they should be honored. That's right. Um, the fact that a child who's never worked a 40-hour week ever and has been paid to go through school and given a roof over their head can stand up with an opinion. Your opinion doesn't count. Right. Did, go, did you work, go work for 20 years and then give me your opinion. Did you see that thing that's going around social media now about this guy that um, is crying? Because I, I think it's a man. Might be a woman. I'm not sure. <laughs> that says um, everything. Right. That says everything. And I mean, because there was a comment about being misgendered, um, but about going around saying, you know, that they. Um, they're upset because they have to work eight hours. Oh, I did see that. Did one. you see this? Yeah, and and they're, this is why they want to form a union. Yeah, <laughs> they have no clue. And 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 here's the deal: when, not if, when economic collapse happens, they're the first ones to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you understand, I, I want to jump back to this in just a second because I want to finish this thought. But yeah. momentarily, mm -hmm. let's just look at the Chinese Cultural Revolution. If you mm -hmm. understand and study that, I'd encourage your watchers and your listeners mm -hmm. to. When you understand what happened is that they mobilized, 
but we're talking China right now, mm -hmm. they mobilized these demographic groups mm -hmm. that might have looked different culture, mm -hmm. but might have looked like BLM, might have looked like Antifa, mm -hmm. might have looked like small socialist groups, mm -hmm. might have looked like even patriotic groups. They mm -hmm. mobilized these groups. They empowered them. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, uh, you know, like gay rights activists, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when the Chinese Cultural Revolution happened, they literally used that to create the turbulence right. that allowed them to walk in a new regime. And mm -hmm. when the regime walked in, guess who the first people that died were? Uh, all of those. They killed their own servants. That's right. And when you understand that this is how this mm -hmm. system works, mm -hmm. that these people are just pawns, they think they're being powerful and right. they are ushering in a new mm -hmm. era and we're going to make the world a beautiful place, you're the first people to get taken out. Right, because you use your you lose your usefulness at that point. You're no and longer convenient to their narrative. That's right. And just, they just needed you for turbulence. Well, sure, and you're a little bit dangerous, right? Hundred percent. Because it's it's like I grew up in a nation that mm -hmm. has has like sheep, right? There's mm -hmm. like ninety million sheep in New Zealand. Literal sheep. Literal <laughs> sheep. Yeah, <laughs> right. people and animals. Just for clarification. But, you know, if you've got a sheep dog, uh -huh. if that dog bites yeah. a sheep and gets a taste for blood, you mm. have to put that sheep that's dog right. down. Yeah. Because now that dog is a danger. Of course. It's got a taste for it. Sure. Um, and so the same is true with these groups. Now, let's jump back. I mm -hmm. want to insert ourselves back into the World War II story because I'm okay. going to bring it through present day. Okay. Give me like five yeah. minutes, okay? Maybe ten. <laughs> right? So so we understand that the death camps, the, the, yeah. the Nazis, and you, and you referenced the doctors. Mm -hmm. Okay? The doctors yeah. and the scientists were actually doing insane, inhumane, hideous, demonic uh, experiments and procedures like literally sewing people together like th there's stuff that you don't even want to talk about because oh, it's, it's traumatic yes, and I think you've got a pretty good idea oh, yeah. of some of that stuff oh, yeah. so <laughs> those doctors and scientists there was a massive and some high ranking officers mm -hmm. there was a massive contingent of those that were secretly cut a deal with I'm sure you know about this mm -hmm. they secretly were cut a deal with the by the US government and that was called Operation Paperclip. Have you heard of Operation I Paperclip? Have not. Okay, oh you, my gosh. Operation Paperclip okay. is mm. a massive missing piece of the puzzle that people don't understand. Okay. Now watch this. All right. They were then transported to the United States, given new identities and new lives, and they brought the technology that was gained through those experiments into the US government. Did you know this? No, this I is a not. big rabbit wow. hole here, and I'm going to okay. spend a little bit of time on okay. it. But once you, once I put these pieces together, you're going to understand why I started at the beginning of World okay. War Two, okay, <laughs> or the beginning of end, end of World War One. Mm -hmm. So enter now. So fast forward, those uh -huh. men have now because that was late forties, right, right? Right. They were with the U.S. government for 10, 15, 20 years, right, probably right. most of them before they expired in their mm -hmm. in their work careers. Okay. Now that's 20 years of technology being contributed. Okay, mm -hmm. so what time period is that? End of the f end of the forties. So you got fifties, right. early six, the late sixties. Right, and then you have almost to the early seventies. Right. What era is that? That's the beginning of the Cold War. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. So watch this. They brought the technology. These people mm -hmm. who were doing psychology and drug experiments. You heard of methamphetamine? Oh. Do you know where methamphetamine came from? Mm -hmm. The German war machine. So oh there's so much stuff that people don't understand, and it, a lot of it comes from the corruption that uh -huh. happened in that system. Yeah, yeah. Now, real quickly, <coughs> what, we, what we actually saw mm -hmm. 
Well, what actually happened, rather, was that, have you heard of something called MKUltra? MKUltra, I just, I just heard about this. Oh, you this. don't know about MKUltra? No, so I most like people, I'm, my, most my of your mind is getting blown right yeah, now. Most so. of your listeners are going to understand MKUltra. <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at our producer, Lynn, over here. She's so. shaking her head in disbelief right now. She understands. We're going to pull up a chair for Lynn. <laughs> so you understand what MKUltra is. So MKUltra is essentially, now this is, this is what we started talking about on our flight. Uh-huh. MKUltra is essentially the mind control of a subject and the subliminal programming okay. to execute certain tasks. Wow. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. Okay. And we're going to land this podcast having come full circle on everything we started off. Okay. <laughs> so what happened, what actually happens with MKUltra, mm-hmm. MKUltra is the psychological fracturing mm-hmm. of the mind and the soul or the emotional realm. Okay. <clears throat> so the only way that you can do that is by traumatizing a person. So oh, you can see... Yeah, There's trauma in various aspects. So whether that's visual or physical or mental or audible, trauma. Well, well, we've been all traumatized the last, you know. We're going to get there in a second. So so what they would do is they would sit someone Uh in in a chair. They'd literally lock them in there. They wouldn't let them sleep for days on end. Uh Lights, noise stimulation, visual things, TV screens with hideous Mm -hmm. sexual uh, acts, murderous acts, Mm -hmm. all kinds of violence, terrible, like uh, traumatic news events, just constantly streaming. Wow. And it would act, and there was other things that happened to other ritual type things that happened. Feels like the last two years. Right. (laughs) And so, so what, this is, this is Cold War era now. We're we're back in the Cold War era. And so MKUltra would be where they would take a housewife or some guy that had a lawn mowing business, just random people, Mm -hmm. okay? And they would put them through this and they would hypnotize them and they would brainwash them and they would put subliminal messages in in their psyche. Mm -hmm. And then they would put them back together, so to speak, and release them back out into the public and the person didn't even realize it had happened to them. Wow. I mean, this is sophisticated yeah, evil, I mean, very sophisticated. Yeah, it's okay. brainwash. Brainwashing is yeah. really not even the right word for it, but right. it's it's a loose directional understanding it's for the psychological thing. terrorism. So, so that was used hugely mm-hmm. through that era. It was a technology. There was who, hallucinogenics that were used. So, who was using LSD it? LSD was a big factor. They would use LSD as mm-hmm. part of that that thing. So, the Americans and the Russians basically had that. They were both using that type of technology. Okay. It was to train coverts and uh, mm-hmm. sleeper cell agents. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're following this Yeah, now? absolutely. Yeah. So it is the mm-hmm. fracturing of the soul, mm-hmm. the fracturing of the psyche, mm-hmm. where you can insert suggestive thoughts and ideas and commands. Then you can awaken that person like in hypnosis and say, sure. you know, there's a red bus on the yellow street and the person will come to a point of recollection and uh, that thought will come to the surface, and now you have a programmed individual that's going to carry out an instruction. That is crazy. Now, watch this. That stuff happened, mm-hmm. and it's ha- like, uh, did you ever see that um, that movie called The Manchurian Candidate? Oh yeah. That's legitimate stuff. Wow. Like that. That's mm-hmm. not a lot of. They call them like the prophets of science fiction. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff's not like weird, just made up stories. It's it's I, like look, where there's smoke, there's I, fire. You I know think, what I mean? I think that we all can recognize at this point that Hollywood's a little bit like art imitating life um, in 100%. a lot of sense. 
So. Well, they're exposed to trauma themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they're expressing their narrative of what they have yeah. to play with. And so okay. it's coming out through mm-hmm. that filter. So now, if you understand that in the Cold War era, mm-hmm. operatives were used like this. Mm-hmm. Now, they did one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So you'd get one agent in and the, or one civilian and they would train them. Mm-hmm. And there would be all kinds of hideous stuff that I don't want to mention on this podcast. Okay. Now, fast forward mm-hmm. 40, 50 years later. That day. was perfected. Mm-hmm. They perfected that with agents. 40, 50 years later, we've figured out now how to turn strong, upstanding citizens mm. into scared little children right. that will stay six feet away and wear a diaper over their face. It's so crazy. It is. It, and how have we right. done that? We introduced fear. Mm-hmm. We introduced trauma. We got people that used right. to love their neighbors that now hate their neighbors because right. they're afraid they're going to kill them right. with a with a breath, mm-hmm. right, or proximity. Right. And so you have an entire not a nation, right. the entire world right. has been subjected, and then you see all of these broadcasting networks have the exact same words, like they've all been given the same script it, to say. It's so true. It is that is so true. You and have it, government officials saying mm-hmm. certain instructions. Mm-hmm. And you have all of this programming. Right. Why do we call TV TV programs? Oh, interesting. Interesting thought, huh? Uh So why is it called a TV program? Because there's, and I'm not trying to be that conspiracy guy because we're not in that era anymore. Right. There's too much stuff that people were suspicious of that's come to be true. That's right. Right. Not to say that there isn't weird stuff out there. I saw a funny funny thing on social media the other day, and I I think I sent it to you, Lynn, and it said something like, Conspiracy theorists are just people that can put the patterns together. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, not, like to, not to say that there isn't crazies out there, but like honestly, sure, sure. this is really a very real thing. So what you have to understand, let's stop and look at this for a second. Nazi Germany mm-hmm. was formed out of economic destruction. Someone rises and says, I've got the mm-hmm. answer. I want your kids, separate them from the parents, give them a different program, Mm -hmm. put mum and dad to work. If they contradict it in any way, you lose your pay. So you Mm -hmm. now have a state that controls families, Mm -hmm. divides them through money and being the source of income and security. They start a war machine. All Mm -hmm. those kids mostly go and die in the war. Mm -hmm. 13-year-old girls are being told to have babies to to build an army for Hitler. That's Mm -hmm. literally the language they were being given. Mm -hmm. That's actual Mm -hmm. things they were being told. And so then you see this giant war machine. Mm -hmm. Those people are raised into perversion, Mm -hmm. right? They are then the ones that grow up and they build a war machine that kills Jews and invades nations and had an intention to take over the whole world. Oh, absolutely. Hitler's goal was to become a world government. Of course it was. We're clear about that. Then that kind of fizzles out and dies. America Mm -hmm. comes in as a hero nation. Mm -hmm. We were allies. We were heroes. We put a stop to the evil rise. Mm -hmm. But we picked out the seeds of their science and their medicine. We brought it back. It funded our own government. It built our own technology, mm-hmm. right? It was used in our own war machine, and now it's been used at a global level. Uh, and and I it's interesting that the that the Jews were mm-hmm. ostracized for being disease carriers, yeah. and the same narrative of so much that we've talked yeah. about today is in the environment in 2022. It is. It is. We we actually saw early on. Um, we were getting reports from from I think it was in particular a school in Northern California. They were they were actually putting gold stars no on unvaccinated children. Yeah, no. We oh, were getting reports. There's this a school. It was a school in Northern California. They stopped doing it. Like a reward system? No, like if you're unvaccinated, you're wearing a yellow star. 
Are you serious? Swear. And, um, and, you know, we were getting reports. Why wasn't that school sued? Well. For discrimination. Right. Well, there's a lot of discrimination suits that are happening. Unfortunately, our judicial system is not acting in accordance with with the the law um, and and actually adjudicating these cases. I mean, think about this. The, The same question could be asked of how is it possible that in the state of California, you had thousands and thousands of religious belief exemptions denied. Right. Um, how is that possible? Right. Right. A, a judge. So it's prejudice. There's right. no other way to put it. Right. Right. So uh, there's there's a total breakdown. That's why people say to me, you know, they go, well, the, we have the judicial system, which I, again, I am a firm believer in the rule of law. I'm a firm believer in the, the way that this country has been established and, and a, believe, a firm believer in the Constitution. I think right now a lot of it is broken and we need to figure out a way to to fix it. But I mean, people the say. The problem is, is, sorry to interrupt you, no, but the problem that we have is we don't have assertive alpha leaders in the community. So I just did a podcast. Um, it's it's going to come out, and I talked to a guy who he's got a whole program about um, mentoring men, and I couldn't agree with you more. I have I, yeah. I I I believe that one aspect that we didn't talk about, you know, it, you talk about breaking down of the nuclear family and everything that's been happening. It's very clear. Men because you remove men, taking away masculinity has been yeah. a huge tool that has been used to destroy this society. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, and that's what my book is about. It's mm-hmm. about fathering and mm-hmm. bringing fathering back because that's one of the ways we okay. take America back. It's going to be out at the end of the year. I'm super uh, excited about it. What's, it, it, what's it called? It's, it's called, called Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. So uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll put a, okay. a link to anyone. Yeah. If, if you guys, if, if you have it up for pre-order, we'll put we're, a link. We're going pre-order in about three weeks. Okay, perfect. So we'll yeah. put that link up. We'll send it out. Um, tell us about that because this is a fascinating topic to yeah. me and I have these conversations with my husband all the time, right. um, I, I firmly believe that that the loss of masculinity in our society and and making men feel as though they are targets because no. they are men. The toxic masculinity yep. campaign. Mm-hmm. Literally, w- what happens is it's really it's really society shooting its own self. Of course, because yeah. when you what I talk about in my book is when you understand what see I, I'm I'm a I'm a Christian believer, I'm a pastor, mm-hmm. and, and, and put all my titles aside, I have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that he is the perfect creator. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at a family of a mother, a father, mm-hmm. and children, right. what you really stop to understand is, is that while some of us have been raised, I come from a broken home, but some of us have been raised with single parents, mm-hmm. right? But what you really see is in the attributes of a woman, mm-hmm. there is this nurturing, caring, facilitating mm-hmm. expression of parental love and leadership. Sure. And in a man, there's more identity and security. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if you attack the man, or if a man leaves, that's where you go to a lot of inner cities er- areas, and you've got mm-hmm. angry kids, sure. because there's no one in the house giving them security mm-hmm. or identity. Right. They're getting nurture, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Right. But when nurture and identity come together, it creates a holistic child. Right. And that is the agenda to remove parents mm-hmm. from children. Yeah. Hillary Clinton's even been quoted saying that, you know, and Pelosi saying that children belong to the state. Oh, and I've that the state would that. do a better job. I've so heard that, that is the enemy of society. 
course that is. is the enemy of America. Right. But the other mm -hmm. enemy, and I just started touching on it, is that we don't have enough alphas. And let's not limit mm -hmm. that to just men, because there's mm -hmm. alpha women too. Sure. One of the problems, and I went to an event and I talked to all these leaders and I said, why are we just talking on a stage? Mm -hmm. We should be in a room, I know we've talked about it, right. we should be in a room formulating mm -hmm. game plans, strategies, right. and action plans. Mm -hmm. For instance, we have a speaker of the house that is in the top tier of investment trading. Oh. 66% yeah. ROI, and I don't even believe that's the real number. Mm -hmm. I believe it's much higher than that. Of course it is. Okay, now, why has the people of America not rallied the investigation and lawsuit the likes of which mm -hmm. has never been seen before mm -hmm. because we have a self-interest mm -hmm. uh, corrupt leadership it's a total I conflict mean, of interest her husband was doing who knows what we all know what that was mm -hmm. right just in the last week that's right all kinds of what's mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and and um <laughs> right and but the thing is is that we just have a completely fraudulent mm -hmm. false oligarchy really is what mm -hmm. they are and that's what they're trying to become. Right. And they are financially mm -hmm. establishing themselves mm -hmm. to be the ruling elite. And who's behind them paying them? That's the real ruling elite. Mm -hmm. But we should be taking down as a nation financially. Right. We can't do it with guns. If we do it with guns, China and Russia will enter America with UN forces right. and will occupy this nation and we'll never get this nation I, back. I so if we ever rise up and do that, we're in serious trouble. And, and not, not to uh, take us down another you know path but I, I i believe that to a certain extent some of these actions that we're seeing um is a little bit by design to get us to the point where we we rise up and and revolt they want us to do that, yeah. that and that's mm -hmm. what we're talking about right. how did that's why i asked you the question how did germany get to the point where they had no no finances yeah. how, how how was it that their economy was so crushed yeah. why what put them there? Was it by accident or was it by design? No, it was by design. So this whole yeah. cycle of everything yeah. we've talked about today started yeah. with world powers mm -hmm. putting, I mean, yes, they lost the war. Yes, right. they had finances that they had to pay. They had to pay rest well, re uh, restitutions. Mm -hmm. But the collapse that happened on a global level, what was that for? That was a financial reset. Right. What have we got with Carl Schwab? And well, they, they openly talk about the Great Reset. Right. So you have to and understand. That, that's we're not just conspiracy. seeing little pieces of a bigger puzzle. Right. And and I just want to be clear. That's not like Andrew and Laura having a conversation, making some you know, speculating. Oh no. You can it is. It, it is a. It is an openly known fact that is widely discussed. Right. Uh, so, yeah. This is this has been so fascinating today, Andrew. Yeah. I need to. Ha we need to have you back. We'll do it again. Uh, I would love to have you back. Um, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. I've I've really got enjoyed it. I've got Thank so many ideas. You know, we need to have you uh, connect with Dr. Aaron Cariotti, who's our chief of medical ethics. He actually has a book on the new biomedical security state that's coming out. And I feel like you two would, would Let's do it. have a pretty fascinating conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, so tell everyone, it, it, how can they follow the work that you're doing? Um, so uh, my primary website, you can, you can find us at andrewbillings.org. Um, I do a lot of speaking. I'm mm -hmm. literally flying out to a couple of different states in the next couple of days. But yeah. um, andrewbillings.org, you can find us okay. uh, on social media okay. um, at, at, at Andrew Billings. Okay. And, um, yeah, and we'll, and we'll link we'll all that. Yeah. We'll link all of it in uh, this podcast. Yeah. 
So um, until next time, there will definitely be a second episode, I'm sure, when people hear this. I'm pretty sure this has provoked a lot of thought. Uh, I I hope so. I (laughs) sure hope so. From all of us at The Unity Project, thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope to continue producing content that amplifies voices, strategies, and resources. Please keep in mind that The Unity Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that relies on the contributions of our generous supporters to fuel the work we do in this movement. If you value our efforts, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution today by visiting our website at www.unityproject.com and clicking the donate button. We very much appreciate your continued support and confidence, without which our work wouldn't be possible.